Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Mark G. Richardson's hit podcast series, Remodeling Mastery. This series is brought to you by Surefire Local. Today, Mark goes through the different types of remodeling experiences that you might go through and the metaphors that you can possibly use for them. Take a listen and find out for yourself. Over to you, Mark. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's designed to help you think and reflect on your remodeling business. What I try to do is take different topics that I think are relevant, relevant to kind of the crazy times we're in, but also allows you to really think about and have conversations with your team that really takes your business to the next level. This podcast series is supported by Professional Remodeler Magazine, as well as the National Association of the Remodeling Industry, NARI, and it's actually produced by my friends at Surefire Local. This week's title is going to be focused on a little bit more of a colorful way to look at things, and I hope at least in addition to gleaning some little insights, you also have some fun with it, certainly as I did as well. And it's really focused, wrapped around the whole topic of finding other metaphors, finding other analogies of other businesses, other worlds, other client experiences that helps you to really learn and better appreciate what remodeling experience is all about. You know, I was actually doing a talk with one of the better remodeling organizations in the country recently, and we came up with the idea of really comparing remodeling to the flying experience. Everybody has really flown on an airplane, but not everybody really understands the difference between flying first class and flying coach. So what we actually did was we really compared those two. We talked about some of the qualities, some of the experiences of flying in first class versus flying coach. And I want to highlight some of those things that we certainly discussed and I've certainly thought about. But what more importantly, I encourage you to really think about this topic because I think for the most part, you're going to find almost all remodelers out there talking to clients about it's a first-class experience. It's a quality experience. We're going to meet or exceed your expectations. But the reality is that oftentimes that's not the case. And in the defense of the remodeling community out there, it's not oftentimes an issue of construction quality. It's an issue of how you go about communicating first class and the expectation that you set for first class. I'm actually on the board of the Better Business Bureau, and more than 50% of our complaints that we get are from homeowners about the home improvement industry. Now, you really think about this and the relative dollars that are spent from a consumer point of view on home improvement versus all the other industries combined, more than 50% come from home improvement. And as I really read and think about some of those complaints that come in, more times than not, it's not because the remodeler was dishonest. It's not because there was any kind of malicious behavior or just incompetence when it came to the quality of the product and service. It really was a disconnect in terms of client expectations and and the execution of those. 
So going back to my analogy, one way to think about this subject, the flying first class versus flying coach, is really start to compare the two. I encourage that you actually create a little chart for yourself. And on the left side of the chart, you have what that first class experience really represents in terms of flying. And on the right side of the chart, you, you write in what the coach experience. So as I reflected and jotted down some notes on today's podcast, let me just share some of those things that I think are flying first class versus flying coach. The first is the experience of getting on the plane itself. In first class, you're not standing in a long, long line. You have a very short line, and you're the first to get on the plane. Usually what the airlines do is they allow the first class to comfortably get on the plane, hang their things up, put their bags away, and then open up the floodgates for the coach passengers to get on. Oftentimes, the coach passenger experience, it's a long line. It's kind of like almost a cattle call kind of experience. Second thing, in first first class, it's generally quieter. Now, while I don't always sit in first class, when I do sit in first class, rarely is there a crying baby. Rarely is there a lot of noise in terms of what's going on in first class compared to in coach. In coach, you don't know whether your seat's going to get kicked bumped. You don't know what that experience is going to be. In first class, you have elbow room. That elbow room is important if you're working on the plane or if you just want to sit back and relax and kind of enjoy the journey. In When you're flying in coach, oftentimes I'm sitting there just anticipating who's going to end up in that middle seat, who's going to end up squeezing in next to me and make it uncomfortable. Now, it doesn't always happen, but when it does happen, it absolutely makes a very unpleasant, I think, experience. In first class, they take those little extra things oftentimes, and while this is not necessarily always the case today, especially in more domestic flights, you know, the, the, the server will show up with a bowl of warm cashews, whereas in Coach, you're oftentimes given a little bag of peanuts. Maybe if you request, they'll give you two little bags of peanuts, but that's really what the experience is. In first class, it's more of a private bathroom. Matter of fact, they close the curtain off, and they even announce it the coach passengers are not allowed to use the first class bathroom. But what that experience is, is you sit back and relax, and when you do need to get up, you go when you need to get up. You don't necessarily go to the back of the plane and stand in a long line like you do in coach. In first class, when you are served a meal, and oftentimes this is a little less on the shorter flights, but you're served it with uh, actually uh, cloth napkins and silverware to have that meal, Whereas in coach, you're really given a choice to buy kind of a snack box or cheese and cracker type box in the back of the plane. Another direction or another element that's different between first class and coach is actually the ratio of the servers to the passengers. You know, in first class, that ratio might be one server that's very dedicated to the first class passengers for every 15, 16, 17 passengers, whereas in the back of the plane, it's really more like a ratio of 1 to 50. 
In first class, you can comfortably sleep if you want to. If you're on a cross-country journey and you really need to do either a red eye or something, you really can get a good night's sleep in first class, whereas in coach, it's rare, at least from my experience, you can really sleep very well and you oftentimes lay in just exhausted and really almost destroyed for that next day. In first class, the little touches are they hand you a warm, hot towel. It's oftentimes a little thing, but it makes a big difference in terms of kind of refreshing yourself when you get to the journey, whereas you have maybe a little cocktail napkin that they may have handed you with your water or with your soda. The bottom line is that there's a lot of differences between first class and coach. And those differences, obviously, not only are in terms of the experience, but they're also in terms of the cost of that experience. I would argue that that cost is oftentimes three or four times as much to fly in first class than it is in coach. But the reality is first class is oftentimes uh, full or at least there's a waiting list to get into first class paying that really premium that is necessary. So if you can kind of visualize the differences, there's also some less tangible differences than between coach and first class. You know, those in sitting back in coach, you know, they're looking up and it's kind of envious of those people sitting in first class. As they walk past the first class passengers, they're looking at them in terms of, wow, wouldn't that be great if I was able to be in that? So there's a certain yearning to be in that first class seat. However, you know, it's a little bit disappointing that you end up going to the back of the plane. You know, I also think when it comes to the first class that there's many things that, quite frankly, are the same in first class as they are in coach. For example, you know, in first class, in coach, if there's a delay in terms of the flight, it really affects everybody. Uh, if there's turbulence on the plane, it's a bumpy roar, they have to be diverted for some sort of reason uh, because of air traffic control or traffic, that kind of thing. You know, everyone's experiencing the same thing. However, in first class, having been there, I can tell you that the pain that you're experiencing in first class is not nearly the same that you are frustrated and annoyed and, and worried about your flight uh, connections not happening, those kind of things when you're in coach. So what I want to do is have you take some time, not only reflecting on this, but jotting down, I think, a series of questions that you have in terms of the differences. What's great about this example and what I experienced in working with, you know, one of the better remodeling organizations is that by having the team kind of discuss the experiences and having the team kind of acknowledge that first class in remodeling is in fact what we all sort of strive to be, it really helps to clarify, create alignment, and helps to create, I think, a little bit more tactics that are required to be more of a first class remodeler versus as a coach for modeler. So let's just compare. Let's do the same kind of comparison when it comes to the remodeling experience. You know, in first class remodeling, I would say 
100%, when you're at meetings or arriving for appointments, you're arriving on time. There's that expectation in first-class remodeling that the client's time is really precious, and it's always going to be consistent. You're always going to arrive on time. Whereas in coach remodeling, you know, I think there's kind of a reputation, well, the, the remodeler will get there when he can, you know, and of course, there's always a series of excuses that come with that. In first class remodeling, you're always trying to exceed the expectations. Whereas in coach remodeling, you're oftentimes falling short or you're missing the promises as it relates to delivery times, as it relates to quality, as it relates to different kind of things that come up. Exceeding expectation in remodeling, while it sounds very, very simple, it's really a bit of a challenge. Sometimes clients are challenging in terms of their expectation, but what's oftentimes is a lot of remodelers are afraid to acquiesce to tell the client the truth of what the expectations will be. And by falling short, you know, it's not necessarily they're worse in terms of quality of the, of the product and service, but they just didn't set the right expectation. If you think about it, for example, when the client says, gosh, you know, by Friday, do you think you'll be done with this? And that would be great if you had all this wrapped up. And you knew it was a little bit of a stretch. And oftentimes a remodeler will acquiesce to what the client wants. And then it's not 100% finished by Friday and the client's disappointed. Of course, over the weekend, when the client's at the cocktail party, they're saying, well, you know, it's going okay. However, you know, we didn't finish when they said they were going to finish, even though it was a client that oftentimes pushed for that expectation. Another element of first-class remodeling is you do it right the first time. You know, what's important, I think, in first-class remodeling is not necessarily having the client see all the experimentation that you're doing on the construction site, all the figuring it out, kind of watching the sausage made. You know, first-class remodeling is doing it right the first time. It's not going back with all the mistakes and fixes and the redos. That's all part of the first-class versus coach remodeling experience. In first-class remodeling, there's a lot of extra touches. The first-class remodeler might arrive, for example, with the, the client's uh, cup of Starbucks uh, that they happen to like that morning for the meeting. Or they might do that extra little touch when it comes to you know handling the client's pet or doing something extra and special for the client that's really unexpected, but it's that extra touches that make it a first-class experience. Whereas in the coach remodeling, you're just doing what you're told to do. And that's really what it's about. In the first class remodeling, there's a clarity of the client experience, a clarity of the schedule, a clarity of the quality and the selections. In other words, the client really does know what they're getting. Whereas in the remodeling experience that's a little bit more coach, you know, they really don't know what it's going to look like. And they may be disappointed or they may be happy. It's a little bit of a crapshoot. In a first-class remodeling, the remodeler is looking at, it, first and foremost, it's the client's home first. It's the client's home. Whereas in a coach remodeling, I think it's more about the construction site. You know, what's the best way to build this project? Not necessarily the client's home itself. In a first-class remodeling, the remodeler is very client-centric. They put the client first. 
when they arrive to the site, they're looking at kind of the landscaping. They're picking up the newspaper. They're acknowledging the family. They're acknowledging the pets and what have you. Whereas a more coach remodeler, it's all about the tools. It's all about the lumber. It's all about the project itself. In first-class remodeling, it's very much about managing the experience and asking the client the right kind of questions and having the right kind of empathy. Whereas in coach remodeling, it's more about, you know, getting paid and managing the project. In first-class remodeling, it's about innovative tools and innovative techniques. What are some of the latest tools and techniques? Whether they involve technologies, whether they involve research, whether they involve just spending some time kind of thinking out of the box a little bit more creatively and a little bit more innovatively. Whereas in coach remodeling, it's more, this is the way we've always done it. It's a very old school thinking, the way it was done in the past. In first class remodeling, it's about thinking out of the box. It's about suggesting new things, different things than the client is just expecting or telling you that they want. Whereas in coach remodeling, oftentimes a client is ending up having to spend their evenings on the internet researching the answers and the techniques and certainly all the products that they want. In first class remodeling, one of the priorities and one of the own, they, they know is that they own their communication. They're masterful at communicating things in terms of the processes, the techniques, the visual tools that they use to communicating. Whereas in a coach remodeling, oftentimes it's kind of that ruddy old sample or that poor communication technique uh, that they might do by leaving a simple little handwritten note. In first-class remodeling, it's what I would call almost uber-proactive. It's always addressing the client before something happens. It's addressing, it's setting a meeting, it's being very proactive, whereas in coach remodeling, it's a very reactive kind of situation and approach. In first-class remodeling, it's oftentimes like a, a fine dance or a play. It's more choreographed execution. Whereas in coach remodeling, it's kind of herky-jerky. May expect this, may be influenced by this kind of weather condition. It may show up, may not show up, may do this today, may do something else. It's a very herky-jerky kind of execution experience. It may all get done, but how it gets done is not necessarily in the smoothest way. In first-class remodeling, obviously it's very much about fine craftsmanship, whereas I think in the coach remodeling, it's probably a little bit more builder's quality. It's a little bit more just the standard thing. It's not moving up just a slight notch in making something better than, than just the builder's quality. In a first-class remodeling, it's all about the, creating a delighted client. It's creating a raving fan. Or as a friend of mine said, it's creating a rabid fan for the client, for, for the client or the remodeling experience. Whereas in the coach remodeling, the client is just satisfied. You know, as I've talked about, I think, over the years, it's like going to a restaurant. You know, oftentimes the waiter will come up, and if, if they say, you know, how was your meal, and you were just satisfied, you just tell them it's fine. But that's not a guarantee you'll ever come back because the bread was cold or the, maybe the soup was too spicy or something like that. So it, you really have to focus, if you want to be first class, on creating, I think, that delighted or that raving fan experience. 
in a first-class experience, the client is really smiling as a result of what they see and what they're experiencing. Whereas I think, you know, in more of a coach remodeling, I think the client is looking at things with a fine-tooth comb, with a degree of skepticism in terms of where I think corners were cut. You know, in a first-class remodeling, it's all about the long-term relationship. Matter of fact, a friend of mine actually looked at long-term relationships and the value of clients almost like a family tree and determined, you know, a forty dollars or $50,000 investment over three to five years could, in fact, return three or 400000 when it came to personal referrals, when it came to additional projects, when it came to a lot of positive things. Whereas I think in a coach remodeling, it's much more of what I'd call a transaction, It's a transaction where the client gets their project, checks it off the list, pays the bill, but also I think, uh, you know, is is not necessarily uh, delighted about it to want to come back. But what's also interesting, just like I use the analogy and metaphor of flying first class versus flying coach... In, in flying first class, you're paying two to four times as much as flying in coach. You know, think about that as it relates to the first class remodeling experience versus the coach remodeling experience. What's interesting about it is that 90% of all the things that I just rattled off in terms of the extra touches, the clarity, the communication, how the mindset, how you look at things, all of the things almost that I rattled off here, they don't necessarily cost more to the remodeler themselves. Yeah, maybe 10 or 15% do, but the majority of it doesn't. So having a first-class remodeling experience, yes, it's going to be a little bit more, but the reality is the client, if they're willing to pay literally two or three times as much when it comes to flying first-class, they're certainly willing to pay a bit of a premium if, in fact, they understand it and you can communicate what that first-class experience is. So what you need to do, I think, is a process is number one, you need to understand it yourself. What is a first-class flying experience, a first-class remodeling experience compared to a coach? So you need to actually write down the difference. The next thing you need to do is you need to pull your team together and actually brainstorm and discuss and really ask them, is this really how they want to think of themselves as being first class or being coach? And the more alignment and discussion and letting the team kind of articulate exactly what that is. Then once you move beyond that, then you actually create processes and systems that allow for more of that first class client experience. Once you have the processes and systems in place, then you can move towards training. You know, training is an investment, not an expense. And just by training this first-class experience, the likelihood that you're going to have it and have the alignment within the team, it's much greater. The bottom line, I think, with all of this is that if you really want to have a a first-class flying experience or client experience, it really is a choice. It's a choice that you're making as an owner. It's a choice you're making as a team member, and it's a choice you're making as as a business. I would argue choose going first-class and then work it in such a way that you can start to truly, as you're out there advertising or walking your talk with respect to the first class, you can actually feel very comfortable about yourself because that is, in fact, what you're delivering. 
So I want to thank everybody and certainly thank our supporters of this podcast with Professional Remodeler as well as with NARI, the National Remodeling Association. And I just encourage everybody to get out there and have that first-class client experience when it comes to uh, remodeling. Take care, everyone. Thank you, Mark. You just listened to episode 95 of Mark G. Richardson's hit podcast series, Remodeling Mastery, brought to you by Shirtfire Local. I hope you were able to take away some insights today to use them for your own business. Thank you for listening in, and we hope to see you next time.